college football with moose, goose, and pie. You're listening to College Football with the Moose, the Goose, and the Pie. We're back after having some more audio technical difficulties last week. Hopefully we got this week up and running. We've got the pie on the hotline. No moose. The moose has been uh, sleeping since last Thursday when he also was not able to stay awake until 10 o'clock. The real question is, what is the moose going to do when he actually has to start going back to work? <laughs> so there's a lot to talk about after last week in college football. A couple of big games last week, a couple of top 10 matchups or top 15 matchups for the first time with Texas A&M going on the road to Clemson. Obviously, Texas going on the road to, or excuse me, LSU going on the road to Texas. Uh, near loss with Michigan, a couple impressive wins. Uh, Ohio State, even Maryland looked real good. Uh, USC stepped up with a backup quarterback in. Uh, a couple of upsets, Cal knocking off Washington. Um, uh, I feel like there was one. Uh, Nebraska losing to Colorado. How did I forget the pies? Pie, how did you let me forget that one? Where, so, so where do you want to jump in at this one? Where's a, Where's the pie thinks a good starting spot for week three? Me too. Good one. Twenty eighteen, Joe Burrow had sixteen touchdown passes. This year he's at nine through two games. Yeah. I thought that, um, first of all, I think that only one of us on the podcast had uh, LSU covering the six-and-a-half-point spread. So i just like to point out that that was me. And, and, th- and, then, and then say that uh, I thought that was a very entertaining game to watch. Very uh, back and forth. Um until LSU kind of went up by two scores late in the game, and then obviously Texas got kind of that that garbage time touchdown to to cut the lead back to seven. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I thought the big takeaway from this game was that LSU's offense might finally match what the LSU defense 
has been known to be on the national stage. And if that's the case, um, you've got to wonder, could they be a team that competes with Alabama to win the SEC West this year? Yeah, I, I mean, obviously they did give up 38 points, and you'd kind of expect them to maybe give up some points because uh, what you're seeing is as teams kind of air the ball out more, everyone's running more plays, getting more possessions. Uh, but but they're keeping up. They're being efficient with the ball. Um, I, I know that uh, LSU uh, set a new – school record with the first time in history that they had three receivers with a hundred yards in the same game. And and it's not like they're doing it against, you know, Sam Houston state. They did it against Texas. So you, you have to think that, you know, to me, if I were to give you my blind schedule uh, or my blind comparison based on, uh, four playoff teams three weeks into the season, uh, you remove the names and just do the blind comparisons, is is their win bigger than LSU's right now? I mean, you had Clemson, but, th- but that was a home game for Clemson. I've got, you know, LSU goes to Alabama this year, and I I did take a quick peek ahead at the schedule. That's an early November matchup, November 9th, so we've still got quite a ways to go before we get to that point. But based on what I saw from LSU, uh, you know, I, I think they can compete with Alabama. Alabama a little bit was kind of exposed by uh, Clemson last year with teams that have good offensive lines and good quarterbacks, good receivers. I think it looks like LSU has all those things, and you know LSU is going to have a pretty decent defense despite the fact they gave up 38 points. So that, to me, is shaping up to be the marquee game probably of the regular season in college football. Uh, it's been a while since that was the case. I know back in the you know early 2010s there was that – brief little time frame where uh, LSU and Alabama were consistently competing for for that number one spot in the you know at the time it was the BCS uh, but lately Alabama's kind of emerged from that battle and LSU's kind of fallen back a bit uh, it looks like maybe they may be stepping back into that conversation and holy hell talk about Ed Ogeron how often was that higher mocked in, uh, you know, based on how his career started, he was already feeling his, his seat 
starting to heat up after maybe one or two seasons. And then he just goes out and makes some home run hires. And here we are three weeks into the year, and he looks like he's just in phenomenal shape right now. Uh, the other big one this week was obviously Texas A&M going to Clemson. Uh, we did pick that game as well. I did come up a little bit short on that one with the damn backdoor cover. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess they all count the same, right? Um, and that one, Clemson obviously 24-10 winners over Texas A&M. Trevor Lawrence, 24 for 35, 268 yards, but only one touchdown. Uh, a game where both defenses really um, showed out. Clemson's defense holding Kellen Mond to 24 completions and 42 attempts, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, as I said, Trevor Lawrence, 24 for 35, 268, one touchdown, one interception. Neither offense necessarily looking all that dominant. Uh Travis ATN, the Clemson running back who uh, showed out in week one. Pedestrian day, 13, 16 carries, 53 yards. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. How much is Clemson just going to massacre everybody else on their schedule? I think it was Louisiana Monroe. Yeah. Louisville, Boston College, Wolford, NC State, Wake Forest, South Carolina. There, There's not a team on the schedule that is staying within 14 points of them if they even play what would be considered a mediocre game for Clemson at this point. Yeah, Yeah, and they got Syracuse this week, so they uh, will get that one out of the way in a hurry. And then after that, you'd have to think if they 
turn the corner on that one and get out unscathed. There's not a whole lot of challenging games left on the schedule, although you never know. North Carolina is 2-0. Mac Brown, you know, we highlighted him in the, the very first podcast episode of the year we did where we talked about coaches we were excited to see. You, yeah. Yeah, you'd have to think they're off to a much better start than Les Miles in Kansas, who dropped a disappointing uh, second game of the season to, I believe, Coastal Carolina or someone like that. Yeah, not good. Not good. Um, Other impressive teams of the week. Let's touch on Ohio State. I don't know if you had a chance to watch any of that game or not. Yeah, Justin Fields, 20 for 25, 224 yards, two touchdowns. Buckeyes roll 42 nothing. That was my lock of the week. I hope I hope all seven of our listeners out there made some money on that one because I begged and pleaded with you to take people's money. Um, Luke Fickle, again, shows that he can't win the big game. I, I will say I did not see any of this game other than the highlights. But it does look like it played out pretty much as exactly as I expected. Um, yeah, and, and you know this this Cincinnati team did team did get a win in Week One against UCLA, but UCLA has just looked atrocious. So, you know that might have meant something on paper when they scheduled UCLA years and years and years ago, but. Um, it's starting to maybe appear that, uh, Cincinnati isn't the team that maybe some people thought they were. I did see a couple of media outlets actually had Cincinnati as their sleeper pick to qualify for the group of five team from the, uh, you know, the small schools in the new year six bowl games. I think you can probably safely write that possibility off because I don't see, them getting through the schedule without at least one more loss based on no yeah Sticking in the Big Ten, Michigan, double overtime, struggle, struggle bus win over Army. Any quick thoughts? Is Michigan going to get trucked by Maryland? Give me your Big Ten East Power Five right now. In order. So 
So we're theoretically we're we're ranking Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan State, Maryland. What order are you putting them in? going to be a long off season for the fight in Harbaugh's if they finished fifth in the Big Ten East. So did you actually, did you suffer through all of that game or did you have to turn it off? You know, I kind of didn't think that the offense would have this much growing pains with the transition to uh, Josh Gaddis. I think we're going to find out in a hurry what Michigan is. We know they have the week off this upcoming week, but, you know, the week after they're in Madison, and that's going to be a very, very difficult atmosphere. And if the offense isn't clicking on all cylinders or at least making dramatic improvements – you would have to suspect that they're not getting out of Madison without their first loss of the season. So that's, that's going to be a good one. Um, other upsets. Uh, I know you want to touch on Nebraska. I feel like I saw an article that said Colorado cheated. That, did, did, did you? Huh. Yeah, Nebraska. Um, probably wish they could have that one back. Um, but you'd have to think that maybe potentially in assuming Colorado's at least an average team, um, they'll learn from some of those mistakes and you've got to think they're at least taking the next two. So Northern Illinois and Illinois on the road. Um, so, so they're still in pretty good shape to be four and one going into their big game against Ohio State. Uh, I, I look forward to the big game against Ohio State because you will have a very difficult time <laughs> deciding who you want to see win that game. So, I've got that day circled on the calendar. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, real quick, who are the other teams that looked impressive? Obviously, we touched on Maryland a little bit. Yeah, we said we did talk 
Yeah. Did you watch any of the Syracuse-Maryland game, or were you just scoreboard watching? What were your impressions of the Maryland offense? Yeah. 354 yards. No. I do got to jump I I got to I do got to jump in here cuz Really? Army dominated with their running game you thought? I was going to say Army Army finished with their lowest rushing total in years and years and years. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, there was a lot to not like about how Michigan played this past Saturday, but I didn't think the run defense was one of them. So, that. So obviously we kind of uh, glanced over it, but neither of us were able to stay up for the Pac-12 after dark due to the two-hour delay. Yep, yep. Uh, California, 20-19 to 19 upset winners on the road at Washington. You think that would have to shake up the Pac-12 uh, potential, the Pac-12 championship game standings, because I don't think anyone was expecting to see Washington drop one this early in the year. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, for as much shit as the Pac-12 catches um for being probably the weakest of the you know the power five conferences i think you're actually starting to see some teams in the pac-12 play better football and you may still have you know the the really bottom of the barrel bottom feeders the the uclas the arizonas uh, but california has been a much improved team the last couple of years Obviously, Washington State with Mike Leach has been very good. Oregon, you know, they dropped that tight one to Auburn on that last play of the game or that last, you know, not last play of the, the game, but 
the touchdown with nine seconds left or whatever it was. Um, you know, Washington obviously wishes they got this one back against Cal, but Utah's, you know, knocking on the door of the top 10. USC uh, jumped back into the top 25 this week, just thumping Stanford with the backup quarterback. Um, Yeah. Yes. Yep. So, uh, a lot of interesting games last week in college football. It, it's a shame that browsing the upcoming schedule, there's really a, a, not a whole lot of games as exciting this upcoming week in college football. So No. Yeah. Well, you know that's what I'll be doing too. Let's get right into the picks. Um, I'll be here. Um, let's get right into the picks. I think we're going to pick Stanford UCF. I know how much you love your 2018 national champion, Golden Knights. Yeah. Uh, Stanford coming off the beatdown they took from USC, traveling to Orlando. The line on this one is the Golden Knights at home giving 8.5 to Stanford. I'm going to go first on this one because why not? I'm going to take the Golden Knights and lay the points. I just think Stanford coming all the way across the country, that's a lot of travel. Uh, I don't know the status of Stanford's 